The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. Thank you so much for joining me today. As usual, it's a real pleasure to be here with you. And I'm going to present today a show that's really pretty different from anything that you've heard out of me before. I'm here alone today. I don't have a guest. And part of that is because I feel really strongly that I need to reach you about things that I've seen over the years so many times. And I know that these things permeate every woman of every walk of life, every age, every circumstance. And so I really want you to just tune in and ask yourself, is she talking about me and is she giving me an idea that I could use to make my breastfeeding experience a positive one? Let me just start out by saying that mothers, for as long as I've been in this business, mothers start out with goals. I can't tell you how many times I've heard a mother say, I want to breastfeed for six months. And I've heard that multiple, multiple, multiple times. And of course, you probably know that the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends exclusive breastfeeding for six months and then to continue breastfeeding thereafter. But most women don't actually do that. We know from the studies that women don't actually do that. And I know from clinical experience that most women don't actually do exclusive breastfeeding for six months. Okay? So when the research studies square with my own personal experience, I consider that to be data that is worth looking at, worth analyzing and figure out what's going on and how do I help these people. Only about 13% of women continue breastfeeding until their baby is six months old. How can that be? Why can that be? Well, certainly there are a number of factors that can go into one's success with any endeavor, breastfeeding or college or anything else, okay? There are potential obstacles, certainly. I'm thinking there are mother issues, 
the mother has an episode or worse yet, recurring episodes of yeast or mastitis, or maybe she has other pathological issues. Maybe she's had a cesarean section. Uh, The national average nowadays is about 33%, and cesareans aren't easy to manage. I mean, it's like major surgery, and then you've got to wake up and take care of this itty-bitty baby. Uh, That's an obstacle or a potential obstacle. Then there are the baby issues. Babies who are too premature or too sick to suckle, or babies who have some other issue that interferes with their ability to be with their mother, or if they are with their mother, an inability to actually nurse when they get to their mother. So let me be clear. I know that these obstacles can and do occur. I have seen them hundreds, if not thousands of times. I have helped mothers with them hundreds, if not thousands of times. But one of the questions that I keep coming back to is, why is it that some mothers can overcome all of these and many other obstacles, and yet other mothers can't seem to overcome those obstacles? What's the difference? In other words, I don't really believe it's the obstacles. I believe, or even the potential obstacles, I believe it's something much, much deeper. And I posit that whether you are successful in meeting your goal for breastfeeding is due to focus, 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 or maybe a lack of focus. So what do I mean by focus? I don't mean just thinking about it, all right? I don't mean just wishing for it. I don't mean just asking for help, although you certainly may need to ask for help. I'm not talking about just trying hard. Heaven knows I've seen plenty of women who try very, very hard. But when I talk about focus, I think that it really boils down to five things that really make a difference. That's what I'm going to talk to you about today. And that's what I hope that you can really take home and internalize. And if you're listening live, I'd just like to remind you that this program will go into a podcast and you may listen to it again. And you may need to listen to it again and again and again. You may need to listen to it on the days when you feel down, on the days when you feel defeated, on the days when you feel foggy, but not focused. So here are the five things that I think will help you to get the focus you need to get the goals you want. Number one. Make sure that you have more than a goal. Goals, and eh, you know, they're kind of like New Year's resolutions. I'm going to do this. No, 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 no. you got to have more than a goal. You need to make sure you have a result, which is backed up by a clearly detailed written plan. 
preferably one you go public with, by the way. Focus daily on this result. Number two, know that you can do it. Now, I could sit here and tell you that you can do it because I know you can do it. But the fact that I know you can do it doesn't really matter. What matters is that you've got to know that you can do it. Number three, allow yourself to be inspired by others who have had a positive breastfeeding experience. Think about that. Haven't you ever looked at so-and-so and said, well, good grief, if she can do it, I can do it. If he can get that job, I can get that job. That's what I mean. Number four, stay in the presence of other mothers who are on the same journey. Think about in the old days when they had caravans and camels going through the desert. What did those people do? They all stuck together on the journey. And that is effective. And number five, work with your body and work with your brain. Boy, well, I have more to say about that. Okay, so those are the five things. Have more than a goal. Know you can do it. Allow yourself to be inspired. Stay with other mothers. Work with your body and your brain. Let me start with number one, making sure that you have a goal. If your goal is merely a wish to breastfeed until, I don't know, some date, sometime, let's say three months or six months, I can almost guarantee you, you will not achieve that goal because you're still in the wish state. Wishes Unless you've got a, like a fairy godmother or a magic wand, wishes basically don't come true. You must have focus to reach a goal. You turn that wish into a result that you can see and you can feel. Let me give you just a short example. The first time that I was writing a book, I remember that Mosby, who was at the time the biggest publisher of nursing texts here in the United States, invited me to uh, the, the publishing house. And when I arrived, I distinctly remember I had on a little pink uh, Liz Taylor silk dress, which was very charming. And they gave me this name tag that said author. And I remember looking down at it and thinking, author, holy moly. That must be me. I was starting to take on the role of author because I could see it, because I could visualize it, because it said, I had a little tag right on that said author. And I can tell you that with my very first show for Voice America, I went out to the studio and when I sat in that, I think there's a name for it, the booth. Yes, the booth. When I sat in the booth, And I got in front of that big microphone and I sat in that chair and I put on those big ears that are part of the headset. I said to myself, holy mackerel, um, 
I, I, I must be a radio show host. And so I could see myself doing it. I could feel myself doing it. And that was how I was able to get through my first show. Because I could see myself and I could feel myself doing it. So visualize yourself breastfeeding. Even while you're pregnant, maybe. If necessary, practice with a doll. I mean, seriously. Put the doll in your arms and close your eyes and simply imagine yourself doing it. And visualize your success. You probably did this visualization with other things in your life. There are stories, hundreds of stories, maybe maybe thousands of stories about people who have been successful using the technique of visualizing themselves doing something. You might do that through hypnosis. Uh, by the way, self-hypnosis these days is pretty simple. There are many apps that are on the um uh, the app store, you can buy them. They're, you know, two or three or four dollars sometimes. You've probably heard about the power of suggestion, excuse me, the power of positive suggestion. Using your imagination to trick yourself into the idea that you really can do it, whatever it is, whether it's becoming an author or becoming a radio show host or being a breastfeeding mother. Your imagination can help you to realize as soon as you see yourself doing it, you've got a big jump on actually being able to do it or to quote the great Muhammad Ali, I said I was the greatest even before I was. Alrighty, think about that for a minute. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed, and I really am a radio show host. I'll be back right after this short break. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash donor. Breastfeeding moms rely on the use of a breast pump for those times they are away from their little one. The most important aspect of pumping is having the correct flange. That's the part that comes in contact with mom. Only Pump and Pound offers a pump flange engineered to be more comfortable and more effective. That means more milk in less time. This revolutionary design can also reduce a mom's chance of getting plugged ducts, mastitis, or even tissue damage. Get a complete set of all sizes of Super Shield flanges and other pumping accessories at pumpandpal.com. New Angel manufactures environmentally friendly and hypoallergenic cotton products for breastfeeding mothers and their new angels. Feel the difference. Soft, absorbent, and breathable. Patented, patent-pending, and award-winning products designed by a certified lactation consultant. Look for New Angel biodegradable, disposable, and cotton-washable nursing pads, natural cotton products, and other unique items. Made by mothers for mothers in the USA. Buy N-U-A-N-G-E-L for your New Angel at www.newangel.com and www.amazon.com. 
Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. And before we went to break, I was just telling you that you have to have more than a goal. You need to have in mind a result, not just a wish, but a measurable result. And that part of being able to do that is visualizing yourself actually doing it. And that helps you to, in fact, do it. Our brain is really magnificent. We can talk ourselves into or out of just about anything. All right, now here's the next thing I'd like to suggest for you. Make a commitment to this result that you want to see. It's not up to me whether you decide to breastfeed for two months or four months or six months or until the baby goes to college, okay? It's not up to me. It's up to you. But make that commitment. Write it down. What do you expect from yourself? If you really want to breastfeed for six months, then write that down. If you really want to go to college, write that down. If you really want to go to the grocery store and get all of the things that you need in order to eat for tonight or this week or whatever it is, write it down. Most of us do better when we write it down because it makes the whatever it is tangible. And speaking of grocery lists, haven't you ever written your list down and then for one reason or another you forget it, you leave it at home and you get to the grocery store and you discover you don't have it, but guess what? You can remember it a whole lot better and you can do it because you've written it down. I know that if I do that little grocery store thing, uh, pretty much I can get almost everything on the list, maybe everything on the list, because I wrote it down. If I didn't write it down, it just floats around in my head. So let's talk about obstacles, because somebody's sitting there saying, oh, Marie, come on, look at, you know, I've got this, and I've got that, and I, I've got the other thing going on. This is really hard. Or if only I had more time, or a better pump, or a different uh, husband, or a more cooperative baby, or a more supportive doctor, or whatever. And I'm going to say to you, Bag it, all right? Get rid of the excuses or the obstacles because you're always going to find an obstacle in life. You're always going to find something that is suboptimal. It's going to be there, okay? The question is, how do you get by it? And what sucks you into those obstacles? I think there are probably three factors that I've noticed that will make or break you on whether or not you're successful in overcoming those obstacles to breastfeeding. Number one is procrastination. 
I got this a lot when I worked in a labor and delivery situation because what I found was that women came and they said, yes, they wanted to breastfeed, but, well, no, actually, they hadn't read a book, they hadn't gone to a class, they really hadn't prepared in any way to know what it was to expect or to, they, they just plain weren't prepared because guess what? They kept putting it off. Now, for those women who delivered prematurely, you could kind of say, well, you know, yeah, maybe they would have done it in the next week or two. For those women who full, went to full term, I think they just thought that it was going to magically just happen. Well, you know, honestly, breastfeeding is a learned art. So procrastinating is not a good thing. If you've decided that you want to breastfeed, you start thinking about it now. You start reading about it now. You start getting a plan together now. You start rounding up your resources, be those material resources or informational resources or human resources, whatever it is, you start doing that now. Even if your plan is not real precise, move it into motion, ready or not. The second one is indecision. I wish I had a nickel for every woman who has said to me, I'm going to try to breastfeed. I cringe when I hear this. Why? Because I almost know, like, it's going to take a miracle in order to get her to actually be successful because she already has defeated herself. She said, I'm going to try, which means, yeah, you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, it, uh, well, mm mm-hmm. Indecision won't do the job. And the third one is lack of persistence. And that means you've got to take on whatever obstacle is thrown into your path. Haven't you ever seen people like that? There are people who, no matter what their obstacle is, they will persist and persist and persist and persist. My father knew a guy who had a whole lot of obstacles. And about him, he always used to say, (laughs) Milt is one of those guys who can fall into a hole and come up with a new suit of clothes. (laughs) Well, you know, guess what? All of us need to take a lesson from that. You're going to fall into some holes. And you can either stay in the hole or you can come up with a new suit of clothes. So then you're wondering to yourself, maybe, why is it that some women can overcome seemingly any obstacle to breastfeeding while others cannot? Obviously, most women lose track of their goals. Otherwise, we wouldn't have 13% of them at six months breastfeeding, okay? Or maybe they have just a wish, but not a goal. They have a wish, but not something that they're expecting to be a result. So here's my antidote for that. Get out your pen and make yourself a written statement. Read it daily. Get it right out there in front of your notes. It doesn't have to be elaborate. Just a sentence, maybe two sentences would be plenty. But read it at night and read it once in the morning. I plan to breastfeed under these circumstances for this amount of time, which, by the way, might be uh, two months. And then at uh, two months, I got to go back to work, and then I'm going to change that. I'm going to say I'm going to partially breastfeed or whatever. Okay, fine. But whatever you decide, but write it down. A short sentence will suffice. But literally, 
keep it in your face and stay focused. Now, some women will say that they want to breastfeed, but they're not really committed to it. Let me tell you how I identify those women when I'm in the hospital. Of course, I'm not in the hospital anymore, but that's where most of my life has been. They tell me that they say something. They, meaning the doctor, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the husband, the mother-in-law, society, their friends, who, whatever. Okay, they say it's best for the baby. As soon as they say they, I know that they haven't really internalized it. It's really not their goal. It's not their commitment. It's not the result that they want to or expect to achieve. It's just the proverbial they kind of just flying around out there somewhere. So if you don't really own it, you haven't really internalized it. Could this be you? Take a good honest look at yourself. A good, honest look at yourself. We've all done it. Believe me. We've all maybe gone to college because our parents expected us to and, you know, we didn't do so hot with that. Or we did something else or other that we weren't really committed to, but our friends were doing it, so we thought it was the thing to do. It shocks. I think people get married sometimes because uh, they're in their late 20s and they think that getting married is the thing to do. So, uh, the, But being the thing to do is not going to do it. you really got to be committed to this. Here's the other thing. I, I just want to bring up, ask yourself this. Now, I'm not accusing you, but I'm asking you, can you get something for nothing? No, you can't. If you're going to do something, breastfeeding or anything else, you've got to be willing to give something. If I'm going to be a radio show host, I have to be willing to give one hour of presentation time every week for 52 weeks a year. And oh, by the way, I've got to be willing to give a whole lot of preparation besides that. But I've got to be willing to give something. And the same is true for breastfeeding. The thing about breastfeeding, though, is that you've got to be willing to give of yourself 24-7 to get this result that you say you want to attain. All of these so-called benefits of breastfeeding, which, by the way, if you've heard my show before, you know I don't necessarily believe that benefits of breastfeeding are the thing that we need to embrace. I think we need to accept breastfeeding as the normal. I think we need to talk about the risks of formula feeding. But anyway, probably most people have preached at you about those benefits of breastfeeding. So I'll I'll stay with that thought. Rarely in life do you get the benefit of anything that you haven't actually invested in. All right? If you went to high school and you didn't do your homework or you didn't get good grades, then guess what? You didn't get invested in high school and you didn't get into the college of your choice. So it's similar with breastfeeding. You need to invest your time and your emotion into this tiny baby. And that means responding to him or to her, maybe with food, but maybe with skin-to-skin contact. Or maybe with singing to the baby or rocking the baby or whatever. 
But all of those things go into the general heading of investing in the baby who gains more trust in his mother. Hello, that would be you. And then he nurses more peacefully. And then the whole thing goes better. He likes it better. You like it better. And you discover that nursing is easy. Nursing is fun. And this is why, by the way, a lot of people don't think it's so fun in the first few days. You do have to kind of get a rhythm going. But let me just end this segment by saying that if you didn't pick your own goal, then you're not committed. You can't be committed to someone else's goal. None of us can. If you've ever done any other endeavor, you know exactly what I mean. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuzo, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuzo? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash donor. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuzo or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. 
That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuzzo. I would like to thank all of you for being here. If you weren't here, I wouldn't be here, and this show wouldn't exist. I would like to invite you to send me questions. I'm at radio at borntobebreastfed.com. I will cheerfully take your questions. I will do my very best to answer. I'd also like to invite you to visit our website. It's at www.borntobebreastfed.com www.borntobebreastfed.com. I'd really like you to read my blog while you're there, please, because otherwise I feel like I'm just sort of talking to nobody. And I'd love for it if you commented on that blog. Again, sort of makes me feel like I'm reaching you in the way that I would like to, because what I'd really like to do, I would really like to transform you. I would like to transform your breastfeeding experience. I'd like to transform the world, actually. Because every baby deserves to be breastfed because that's the way it's supposed to be. That really is his birthright. So come visit us. Leave a comment on the blog. Like us on Facebook. Again, I look at that to see if I'm making a difference. And if you can engage in some conversation, just remember, this is not a one-way street. I'm happy to talk to you. So, uh, oh, and I'd also like to say, give a visit to the folks at New Angel, that's N-U-A-N-G-E-L.com, products that are made for mothers, by mothers, that's www.N-U-A-N-G-E-L.com. So I gave you the first really big thing that is so important about getting focused on your goal. And now I'm going to say number two is really important too. Know that you can do it. When you say, I'm going to try, you're halfway to failure already. And that's where I left off on. You've got to own it. You've got to believe it. And here's another aspect of that focus thing that I've been preaching. For many mothers, their focus is replaced by fear. As soon as women think they can't do it, whatever it is, whether it's breastfeeding or going to college or anything else, they become fearful. Radio show hosts get a little bit like that at the beginning, too. All right, but fearful of not having enough milk is the number one reason that women name for their difficulty in meeting their breastfeeding goal or for why they dropped out of breastfeeding, for why they ceased breastfeeding. I will tell you that from the many, many, many articles that I've read over the past many decades, and I can also tell you that from real-life, honest-to-God experience of women telling it to me word for word. And this can paralyze their efforts and your efforts to breastfeed. So ask yourself, what are your fears? You fear not having enough milk? You fear criticism from your relatives? You fear that the baby won't latch on? There's a phrase for this. It's called a self-fulfilling prophecy. I can remember one young woman who, I would say it was last year or so, that when I talked with her, she was very early, I want to say like maybe in first uh, semester pregnancy, she said she was going to breastfeed, and hardly did she say that, but what she said, but I'm afraid the baby will not latch on. 
And so I did my best to kind of talk her through that, but of course she was only in the first trimester of pregnancy. When she delivered the baby, I was there, and lo and behold, the baby immediately latched on. And I thought, oh, this is going well. This is nice. But strangely, as soon as the baby latched on, the nurse interrupted, and the mother felt that she needed to take the baby off the breast. And in my mind, that's when things started to deteriorate. Well, then she had a bunch of stuff going on at the hospital, which is another whole long story. That could probably be a show in and of itself. But what happened was, by the time that she got home, she was not able to latch the baby. And, by the way, she was never able to latch the baby. She pumped her milk and saved it and gave it to the baby by bottle for, I would say, probably eight or nine months. Now, I really give her a lot of credit because I think that that pump and feed routine is very difficult. It's double double duty, okay? I give her a lot of credit. But I would, I've always asked myself, did she have a self-fulfilling prophecy? As soon as women think they can't do it, whatever it is, they become fearful. So to overcome your fears, focus on two things. First of all, Recognize that fear is useless. None of us have ever gotten anywhere, we've certainly never gotten ahead, by consulting our fears. Fear is useless. What is needed is faith. Faith in something. Faith in God Faith that your baby is born pre-programmed to breastfeed. Faith in the professional who is helping you. Pick any or all of the above. But most of all, the one thing you must have faith in, you know what I'm going to say. You must have faith in yourself. Here's a quote that you would expect to see in the religious literature. Because it's from Pope John the Twenty Third, but interestingly, I have seen this quote in many other places, business literature and elsewhere. Consult not your fears, but your hopes and your dreams. Think not about your frustration, but about your unfulfilled potential. Concern yourself. Not with what you tried and failed in, but with what is still possible for you to do. And by the way, if you're a mother who breastfed or tried to breastfeed before and you're thinking about breastfeeding this coming baby and you say, I don't know, I failed with the last one. Let me read that to you again because it's so powerful. Consult not your fears, but your hopes and your dreams. Think not about your frustrations, but about your unfulfilled potential. Concern yourself not with what you tried and failed in, but with what it is that is still possible for you to do. Remember, too, that success will not occur without commitment. 
So you've really got to be committed to whatever you decide. Along with that is my, my number two thing. So I said, to overcome your fears, you've got to focus on two things, recognizing that fear is useless. And the second one is, be grateful. The great Tony Robbins says, when you are grateful, fear disappears and abundance appears. And he goes on to say that you can't be fearful and grateful at the same time. Those two things just can't coexist in your head. So be grateful for your body, which is uniquely designed to be the sole source of nutrition and a remote immune protection system for your baby. Now, how do I know that? I know that because the species would not survive if your body was not built for that, okay? And be grateful for your baby who is pre-programmed to survive. Survival of the species for thousands of years. It works. What do you think we did before we had formula? Look at your baby and be grateful. This is designed to work. You may find that your fears dissipate if you just focus on what you have to be grateful for. Okay, next one. Number three, be inspired by others who have had a positive breastfeeding experience. Over the years, both research studies and my clinical experience have shown one thing to be true. Women are more likely to breastfeed their first child if their mother breastfed her children. And women are more likely to breastfeed their second child if they successfully breastfed their first. Why so? Well, because we are inspired by others who have had a positive experience. And when we ourselves have had a positive experience, we are more confident that we will have a positive experience again. What other places in your life has that been the case? Maybe you're a teacher because there was a teacher in your school who had something that you admired and wanted for yourself. Similarly, if you've seen a person who's had a wonderful breastfeeding experience, maybe you want that for yourself. If you know it can be done, basically, that's a big plus. So I tell mothers, don't ask just anybody about breastfeeding. Find a mother who has had a positive experience breastfeeding and hang around her. Breathe the same air that she's breathing. Be in her presence. This is one of the reasons why organizations like La Leche League have been so successful in their efforts to help mothers breastfeed. Because mothers can breathe the same air that other breastfeeding mothers are breathing. I know it sounds kind of goofy, but honestly, when you are in the presence of someone who is positive, who is successful, it helps you to be that. And there are other sources too. Maybe it is the lactation clinic at your hospital or at your doctor's office or a freestanding clinic. And by the way, most people who are lactation specialists have almost always done it themselves, so they're going to be positive. Look for the local church group or online chat groups or places like I just mentioned, La Leche League, or even places like uh, Breastfeeding USA, which is also online, even reading a book or, hey, hey. How about listening to a radio show? That's a place to be inspired by someone who has had a positive experience. Anything 
that will help you to be inspired, will get you to your goal and help you to stay focused. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash good donor. Breastfeeding moms rely on the use of a breast pump for those times they are away from their little one. The most important aspect of pumping is having the correct flange. That's the part that comes in contact with mom. Only Pump and Pal offers a pump flange engineered to be more comfortable and more effective. That means more milk in less time. This revolutionary design can also reduce a mom's chance of getting plugged ducts, mastitis, or even tissue damage. Get a complete set of all sizes of Super Shield flanges and other pumping accessories at pumpandpal.com. New Angel manufactures environmentally friendly and hypoallergenic cotton products for breastfeeding mothers and their new angels. Feel the difference. Soft, absorbent, and breathable. Patented, patent-pending, and award-winning products designed by a certified lactation consultant. Look for New Angel biodegradable, disposable, and cotton-washable nursing pads, natural cotton products, and other unique items. Made by mothers for mothers in the USA. By N-U-A-N-G-E-L for your New Angel at www.newangel.com and www.amazon.com. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. I went through three things that I think are critical for staying focused on your goal, your goal really being your expected result, not just a wish or a whim. So, I went through those first three things. I said that it's about making sure you have a goal. And then I talked about knowing that you can do it. Thirdly, being inspired by others who have done it and had a positive experience. So I want to move to number four, seeking out other mothers that are on the same journey. Notice that that's a little bit different than the one that I talked about a few minutes ago, which is seeking out somebody who's had a positive experience. Because that person who had a positive experience might not be on the journey right now. I think, for example, about my own mother. My mother was well past her childbearing age, trust me. 
she was into her late 80s when she could still weave breastfeeding into a conversation with any young woman of any age. She could talk about her parenting experience and her breastfeeding experience. And trust me, she could work breastfeeding into any conversation. But she was not on the journey herself. She certainly was a positive role model, but not on the journey herself. So seek out other mothers who are on the same journey. All of us are social beings, and we need social support. Numerous studies have shown how important it is to have that support. And a point that I'd like to make about this and why I think it's a little bit different than my last point is that the reverse is also important. When you are on the breastfeeding journey, you will find that there are people who are not on that journey and they are not on the same page and they do not share the same philosophy with you. And you will hear a lot of negative voices. Those negative voices may be your friends and neighbors. It may be those people who say, when are you going to wean that baby? Well, if he's old enough to ask for it, he's too old to have it. It may be your doctor who says, if you're having twins, you don't, you're never going to have enough milk. It may be your mother-in-law who says, well, I didn't breastfeed my kids and they came out all right, didn't they? All of those negative voices, you need the strength to be able to ignore and get past those negative voices because they are obstacles and you will need persistence. Persistence can be unraveled if you have too many voices that are too negative too many times. You will need to be persistent. Remember I told you earlier in the show that persistence or lack thereof, is so critical that if you're not persistent, you won't meet your goal. So, you know, the problem is that these people have these negative voices and it really gets you down. I would suggest don't listen to them. Get as far away from them as you possibly can and learn how to tune out all of that negative junk that you will hear. And by the way, as a nurse, I'm sure there have been times when I have been a negative voice without even realizing that I'm a negative voice. But shame on me. And forgive me because I just didn't know any better. If you're out there listening and you're the somebody's mother or grandmother and I was your nurse. The fifth one is really important. It is about working with your body and working with your brain. You've heard me say this before on the show. When I ask a young woman, now what's the most important organ for breastfeeding? And she looks up at me with that look on her face like, duh, the breast. No. Actually, the most important organ for breastfeeding is your brain. Your body is built for making milk. But your brain is in charge of the rest of the program. Your brain is in charge of your body. And it's critical that you work with your body rather than against your body. So let me just 
name off some things that I can think of where I see women who don't work with their bodies. When you give a pacifier to a baby, what you're doing is helping him to suck something that is not natural. And so you're probably working against your body. When you are trying to hold the baby off, oh, well, if he can just wait a few more minutes, well, sometimes that few more minutes turns into a lot more minutes. You're working against your body. When you feel your breasts over full, you're working against your body. When you're leaving the baby in a crib to to cry himself to sleep, you're working against your body and his body. When you're putting off breastfeeding or pumping, you're working against your body. And then there are some clear things that I can think of that you can do to work with your body. Skin-to-skin contact is the biggest thing I can think of. And by the way, some women kind of get it that this is so important when they're uh, minutes after they've delivered the baby, and I absolutely agree with that, but it works any time. Okay, it's that pre-glow that the baby has and then that afterglow. As I alluded to earlier, or I did more than allude, but it's visualizing yourself feeding the baby even before the baby is born. Visualizing the baby latching on even before he does. Visualizing when the baby is born And at your breast, visualizing your milk going out of your body and into your baby. Visualizing your baby growing and thriving, knowing that you are the sole source of nutrition for that baby. And at the core of all of this is believing in yourself. If I didn't believe in you, I wouldn't be doing this show. But you must believe in yourself. Otherwise, it won't work. You must, you must believe in yourself. You must. Well, as usual, this show always goes too fast. We never have enough time. I always have more to say, but that's all the time that we have today. I'd like to thank all of you for being here. I'd like to thank you for listening. I am going to start visualizing that you're going to leave me little notes on uh, the Facebook, the web, the blog, the whatever, the email. And I'd like to have an opportunity to respond to those. And I'd like all of you to come back next week. If you're a parent, visit my website at borntobebreastfed.com. If you're a professional, visit my professional website at www.breastfeedingoutlook.com. If you're interested in professional continuing education about breastfeeding and lactation, remember I'm your source for evidence-based practice and education on the web and sometimes in your city. Again, parents, it's borntobebreastfed.com. Professionals, it's breastfeedingoutlook.com. I'm Marie Biancuto, and I promise I'll help you to cut through the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding next Monday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. 
Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuso next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.